What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Brazilian Point of View. My name is Ana, and today we have another guest episode to talk about Macau, which is very unexpected and kind of specific. And I was very happy to record this episode with Maddie. She actually reached out, and I was very happy to record about it because I kind of mentioned this in the episode in no other way, I guess, no other situation, I would be able to learn so much about Macau like I did in this episode. And I don't know, I just loved recording with her. And she talks about how it was for her moving to Macau, the culture, how she found friends, and the relationship between Macau and China, because Macau is in China, but administrative region on its own if I'm saying it correctly because you know she's going to explain everything but it was a really good episode to record I'm not gonna lie I kind of had to edit this episode a little bit more because do you know like if you watch Modern Family you know what I'm talking about but Gloria she is from Colombia and she's with a very very have heavy accent in the show and then there's this line of hers where it's like do you know how smart I am in Spanish because I have to translate everything to English in my head and this happens to me sometimes when I'm recording which is very annoying because like I am smart in Portuguese and then I think about something very smart like a comment or whatever to talk to the guest but then I don't know what happens like the translation in my head doesn't happen so fast that day so I just keep saying that's interesting like I, I just can't it's just it annoys me like to the point of getting angry at myself it's ridiculous so I kind of had to edit this episode a little bit because it was annoying me like over the top. It was ridiculous. But um, if you already had this thought in like past episodes or whatever, just know that this is it, you know, because sometimes it's just hard. The struggle is real. But I'm so happy to record this episode with Maddie. And I really hope that you enjoy it as well. I already give like a spoiler alert. It's not going to be the only episode I'm recording with her. We are going to record another episode and the following weeks to come out probably in May. So uh, stay tuned for that. But before we get to the episode, please make sure to follow, subscribe, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and follow the podcast on Instagram at the Brazilian POV Podcast. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Hi, Maddie. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Oh, are you kidding? I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. So for starters, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. So I'm Maddie. I am an author, a digital creator, and a project manager. I am originally American, but I just relocated a couple of years ago to Macau, which is in China. That's very random. <laughs> yeah, it's like, super random. Because <laughs> you usually don't listen so to people who relocated to Macau. So how did this happen? 
It's kind of a weird story. It's been, I feel like, a long time in the making. So, like I said, I'm American. I was born and raised in Las Vegas, which is the casino connection because Macau is considered like the Vegas of China. Uh, China is illegal, or China, uh, gambling is illegal in China. And so, as a result, like if people want to gamble, they have to literally leave the country. So Macau is what they call a special administrative region, meaning that it essentially governs itself. So that's sort of how like mainland China gets around their own like anti-gambling rules. So uh, flashback to me growing up in Las Vegas, my dad worked in casinos my whole life. And then when I was 12, we moved to Hong Kong so my dad could work in Macau. Back then, um, you know, like over 10 years ago, the school system in Macau like wasn't great compared to America. So I went to school in Hong Kong and then my dad commuted back and forth between the two different countries every day. It's about a 45 minute ferry ride. So it's not that long. Um, and then we ended up moving back to the U.S., you know, I went to go to high school, I graduated from college in the US, and then I was working for Disney in Anaheim uh, before this in theme parks. And then, you know, just by nature, Disney is like such, it's hard to like keep a job there if you want to do what you want to do because it's a big corporate beast, right? So, like for me, I wanted to work in Imagineering and I was working in sales. So, for me to end up like transitioning to that, it probably would have taken me five plus years, I think. And obviously that's not factoring in the pandemic that happened when I moved to Macau in the first place. So I was like, crap, I have no job. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And then my parents were like, well, why don't you come and move out here to Macau? You know, there's so many opportunities here. We live here. Uh, it's sort of like a win-win situation. So I said like, okay. So now I work for one of the casinos here in their project development space building like attractions which is really cool so I kind of ended up getting to do what I wanted to do just not working for Disney so that's that's how I ended up here uh it's totally random and I'm always fascinated by why people move to Macau because it's such like a random place and it has a very specific economic structure which means that like either you work in casinos or you don't uh so it's very it's always like interesting to hear people's stories it's like how they got here no yeah definitely because I was going to ask you like why Macau because this is very, yeah. it seems like very specific, but it totally makes sense. So what are some culture and typical things of Macau and the people who live there? Because you already said that there are a lot of casinos and everything, which is something that I've never heard about. This is like so interesting to know and very, uh, very specific, I feel. Like you said, it's, it's very, definitely, yeah. yeah, super specific. So Basically, um, if you think about it, it's really similar to Las Vegas. So Las Vegas relies heavily on tourism and Macau is very similar. So the majority of our tourists come from mainland China. Um, and the difference between here and Vegas is if you think about it in terms of scale, like Macau is a very, very small island, smaller than the city of Las Vegas, but it generates seven times the amount of revenue that the entire Las Vegas, the Las Vegas Strip generates. So that just goes to show you like how much money is coming through uh, the borders on a regular basis under, under like non-pandemic circumstances, um, which is crazy just to think about like the scale in which this place operates to me is kind of bananas. And so the, typically like the kind of people who come here used to be like really VIP, like luxury, what we call like quote unquote gamers um, who come from mainland have a buttload of money to drop and then they have no problem spending like a million US dollars in one day. And that that's just like what 
it is. And then you get a couple of people also that come from like Hong Kong. So you get like some Westerners who come, um, are in Hong Kong and then like just, you know, do maybe a day trip to Macau or something like that. Because until I moved here, I used to think it was so boring. Like when I lived in Hong Kong, I would come and visit my dad when he was at work or even when I was in college and I would come to visit my parents when they lived here in Macau, it was kind of boring. Like compared to Hong Kong, there's just so much culture there there's so much to see there's so much to do it's a bigger city and here it really does feel like it's just sort of gambling focus as a from a tourist perspective but it wasn't until I started living here that I saw that Macau has so much more to offer um I mean I'm not gonna lie and say that it's like the most fun place in the world there's no like New York big city but it does have its charms it's very unique it's very much like a blend of east and west Um, there's obviously like a heavy Portuguese influence here because it used to be a Portuguese colony. So that culture is still very prevalent here. So you see a lot of like the Portuguese architecture with the pastel colors and just like the shape of the buildings. But then you also have a lot of Chinese influence. Um, so you see like temples everywhere. You see a lot of like the red lanterns. And then of course, when Chinese new year happens, like that's a huge deal for Macau in general. Um, it's been an interesting experience, like from a Western perspective, moving to an Eastern country, you just have to really shift your mindset and how you interact with people, how you operate, especially in a business environment. Uh, I think Americans are very like point A to point B, a very logical, like step-by-step process and how we do business and how we get things done. And that's just not how things get done here. So it's, it, it definitely, it requires like a mental shift in order to operate effectively um, like as somebody who is coming to live here and like has the privilege to live here essentially based on like visas and things like that. When you started talking about like kind of Macau being Las Vegas and like, oh, I'm going to go to this place like to have fun and yeah. to be like very um, like Disney for adults kind of. Yes, yeah. except it's not as fun as Vegas. So interestingly- okay you know, you go to Vegas, you party for like the whole weekend and then you go home. Whereas Macau is not like a party place. Like literally just people come here to gamble. Like that's all that they do is they just oh, come okay. to spend money, which is so weird. Um, like I felt yeah. the same thing. I expected to come here and be like, all right, like where are the clubs? Where are the bars? Like what's happening? And they have that, but it's just not the same environment as Vegas where people come here to party. They come here to just like spend money, which is so weird. But how did you feel about moving to Macau in a cultural way? Because like your parents, they lived there. So it was good because you kind of had this reference for, from your family and you already lived there. But how was the process for you of kind of, of course, that you had this um, goal in your mind because you weren't like happy with your job um, in Disney? But how it yeah. was it for you? It was hard. I'm not going to lie. And I like to think of myself as somebody who's really easily adaptable and can handle change easily. Um, I mean, moving to Hong Kong when I was 12 really prepared me for this experience. And I was very comfortable being away from home. I had always been to summer camps when I was a kid. So I felt like leaving the country wasn't what was scary. I think staying when things get hard is the toughest part. Like 
it, I didn't feel culture shock per se. I love traveling to new places. I love meeting new people and experiencing new cuisine and things like that. But it's like, when you, when you move to a new place after the honeymoon period is over, you're settled in your new place and you're starting to live and you have to think about making friends. Inevitably, you start to think about all the things that you left behind. You think about your friends, your family. You know, I had left my boyfriend at the time back in the US and so we were doing long distance and it was really hard for me to get past that and to get comfortable saying this is my home. I think for a long time I was in the perspective of like this is just for a year. I'm just going to be here for 2 years or I'm just here to do a job as opposed to saying like I've made the conscious choice to change the place where I live. This is my new home. And to accept that I lived here now and that it was okay to plant roots, that it's okay to make friends and to have like two homes, I guess, you know, like America is where I'm from and it's where my family is, but this is home to me now. And that's okay to have more than one place. I think that was the, the hardest adjustment for me. No, definitely. I can only imagine. Um, what is the difference between like life quality between the both of those like um the US and now in Macau oh my gosh it's great honestly okay so my brother lives in San Francisco so I talk to him about this all the time San Francisco has one of the highest like costs of living in the entire world like rent is stupid expensive and when I was dating my boyfriend at the time I always used to say like what he paid to share a, an apartment with three boys was like the cost of my entire apartment. So right now, um, the house that I live in is a three bedroom apartment. And if I, with what I'm paying now for a three bedroom in San Francisco, I could barely afford a studio. If that gives you like any sort of indication. Um, so rent here is relatively affordable, but the cost of living is still like relatively high for it being kind of a place in the middle of nowhere and kind of like a random country, like food, I think is a little bit expensive. Like, I think if I go out to lunch, I spend typically about like 20 US dollars per meal. Uh, and that's like on the cheaper side, if I want like good quality, otherwise I have to go to some random, like hole in the wall place to get like really cheap food. But that doesn't mean that it's not good. It just means that like I have, it's not healthy necessarily. Like if I want to get a salad, it's probably going to cost me like 20 US dollars. So it's not like a low cost of living, but from the perspective of coming from America in a place like California, it's much more affordable. What are some pros and cons of living there that you've been living there for a little while? What did you yeah. notice? Oof. Um, pros is definitely the food. I love to eat. I live to eat. And there are so many amazing Michelin starred restaurants. There's so much amazing cuisine. Um, Cantonese food is stunning. Like I love Chinese food. So that for me is like a 10 out of 10. I love the food here. Um, such a pro, but the con for me is that sometimes like Macau is just very strange in the way that they do things. Like, I think it's just a little bit of Island mentality sometimes, um, let me give you like a random example. So my apartment complex has this really nice like grass area in the middle of all of the different apartment towers. That's a place for families to come and enjoy the afternoon. There's like a kid's play set there. 
Um, there's beautiful grass patches. There's like a little small hedge maze. And it seems like the perfect place to come and spend like a beautiful afternoon, relax on the grass and have like a nice time. But they don't let you on the grass. And it's not like nice green tended grass that they take really good care of. No, it's like brown and patchy. And it's, it's very confusing. So one day I went in to that area because I just wanted to read my book for like an hour. So I brought a little blanket and I brought some iced tea and I was just going to sit there for a couple of hours. And I get into the center park and I notice that like the main patch of grass has signs next to it. That's like, don't step on the grass. It's like, okay, no sweat. I'll just go to a different place. Like maybe this particular area is off limits. And so I walk a little bit further to like a smaller grass patch that didn't have any signs next to it. And it was very small. Like it was probably like you couldn't fit more than like myself and another person on that spot. And so I was sitting there, I was minding my own business. I was enjoying the afternoon, reading my book. And then uh, like maybe 10 minutes later, one of the guards that works at the space like came over to me and was like, no. And that's what he said. He just literally was like, no, you know, cause he didn't like speak in English. <laughs> so I was like, what do you mean? No. And he was just like walked, I don't know, like maybe five feet away and just like pointed at a different sign that said, keep off the grass. And I was like, literally why like what I just don't understand why and as a westerner when you move to Macau like this is something that they tell you they tell you not to ask a lot of questions because from our perspective from our logic as like a westerner things don't make sense just because like of how you know different perspectives are so that's definitely kind of a con of living in Macau that you just can't like you just have to operate differently. You have to like stop asking questions and just things are just different. Like that's all that it is at the end of the day. It's just different. Yeah, that's funny because I think I heard about something on this note about go- visiting Asia because sometimes they are very strict with their rules. Is it the same in Macau specifically? Yeah, I think some of the good things is that like it's really safe here. So coming from America, I'm scared for my safety 100% of the time. Like it's just a way of life over in, in America. Whereas here, everything is so safe, but I think it's because that they're so strict as like a police force, right? There's CCTV everywhere. Um, nobody wants to go to Chinese jail. Like that's a scary punishment. So I think as a result, it encourages people to, you know, like not be terrible humans and like do crimes. It's impossible to get away with a crime here. So as a result of that strictness, it makes things really safe. And so Like sometimes I forget to lock my door at night and that's totally chill. Like I can leave my purse when I'm working at a coffee shop for three hours to go to the bathroom and not worrying about somebody stealing my bag. And to me, like, that's awesome. But I think it comes as a result of that strictness that you were talking about. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword in that way. No, yeah, for sure. But it must be nice like to just have this calmness and sense of like super safety because I've I've never experienced that I honestly yeah happened for me <laughs> yeah no I didn't know that that was a thing like in America it's just a way of it's just a part of life like you grow up knowing that you're unsafe consistently especially as a woman you know you're just like taught to protect yourself at a young age you're taught to like be aware of your surroundings and to be careful when you leave the house not to leave your things unattended And then to come to a different place where that's not a thing anymore, I literally had to retrain myself almost to be comfortable leaving my stuff out or like comfortable 
taking a taxi home at night by myself because that's something I'd never experienced before. And now I don't take at all like my sense of safety for granted. I just never experienced that before. And so now that I have it, it's just such a blessing. How is it to be a woman in Macau? Does it have, does it have like um, some difficulties and misogyny and, you know, because we do know, obviously, like in Thailand, there's a lot of prostitution and yes, you actually have to be super careful when visiting the country, like human trafficking. And you already said that Macau is like more chill, but on a very specific note, how is it? So I think it's a little tricky for me to answer this question because I'm also white and blonde which yeah. already like sets me super far apart from any of the other like women here. Like I'm a minority. So when it comes to my job, I think that that kind of played a role a little bit in how I was treated. I think it makes people like nervous. Like I noticed that a lot of people get shy when they talk to me because they've just never seen somebody who looks like me before. So it makes them like very shy and nervous. So I was never really sure if when I was working if like the reason that somebody wouldn't look me in the eye is because I look so different or if it was because I was a woman. I think for sure there were times when I wasn't taken seriously because of my age and because of the fact that like I'm a semi-attractive woman. But I also think that there's a cultural aspect there where like because they're so unfamiliar with how I look that that makes them nervous. Like in kind of like, a, oh my gosh, I've never seen somebody who looks like her kind of way. And so that also, I think, plays a role in that. I'm not 100% sure if they have as a, like a serious equality gap in terms of wages or things like that. I don't think mm -hmm. so. But um, I think that there are probably some cultural things that exist behind closed doors, like in marriages and things like that. I'm not 100% sure what the norm is in terms of like how the the dynamic between men and women in that way just because I've never personally experienced that and I haven't had a lot of discussions with people who are in um like an, I don't know you know like a non-equal partnership relationship kind of a situation but I wouldn't be surprised if there were some discrepancies between men and women behind closed doors if yeah. that makes sense yeah for sure Did you experience any cultural shock when you arrived there, like besides the grass situation? <laughs> <laughs> I think I discovered like more cultural shock, honestly, when the pandemic happened because Macau is such a transient place. Okay. And because of its location, it's really easy to travel to a lot of places. So most of the time, like when I first moved here before the pandemic hit, we were always going somewhere. So like I'd go to work during the weekdays and then on the weekends, we'd you know, day trip to China or we'd go for a long weekend or to Thailand. So that, um, so like I wasn't spending too much time here on the weekends. And then when the pandemic hit and we couldn't travel anymore, I had to really like immerse myself in Macau and learn about the local culture and just like try to find a way to enjoy this city because it's so small. And I'm from, I've always lived in big cities. I've lived in London. I've lived in New York. I've lived obviously in Vegas And then Hong Kong also. So I'm so used to having a wide breadth of activities and culture and I don't know, just like places to go. But it's a 15 minute drive from one end of the island to the other with traffic. So like it's really very small. No, with it's traffic. so small. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like it's yeah. so small. So 
I was like a little bit claustrophobic for a while because I was like, oh my God, I have nowhere to go and there's nothing to do here. But the more time you spend here, the more you can find your, your niche. And obviously like, I think people always make the place. So when you have a good group of friends, it makes it a lot easier to enjoy your time anywhere really. And was it easy or hard for you to make friends there? Because it kind of has to do a little bit with the culture as well, because some cultures, people are very reserved and it's kind of hard to like get in. Totally. I mean, add that to the fact that I'm kind of an introvert at heart. Like it's hard for me to get out of my comfort zone and make friends. So to say the least, it was very challenging. I think I spent like my first three months here doing nothing but binging anime. Like I I got really into anime when I moved to Macau. I've seen like (laughs) all of the anime ever. So that's literally how I spent a lot of my time at first. And then it wasn't until like another American coworker at the time kind of like took me under his wing and like showed me around town, like helped introduce me to new people. And that is how I ended up meeting like some of my best friends here is just through other people, um, which is something that I always give advice to like, if you're moving to a new country, find one person that you can get along with pretty well, like just one other person. And then through that person, they will show you other cool people. And it's easier when you start with somebody who you think is cool, because the likelihood that they hang out with people that you would also like is high, right? Because you like them for a reason. So therefore finding, they probably hang out with similar minded people, which means that you'll probably enjoy them also. So it just takes that one person to set you on the correct path. Um, So yeah, I mean, it was not easy. I'm an introvert. It's like hard to make friends when the circumstances are lining up for my benefit. So to come to a new country to know literally nobody, but like my parents' friends it was really hard. And I've just, I don't know, I've like never been one to put myself out there easily. So on top of that, it was like, Ooh, Maddie's becoming kind of a hermit. She needs to get out of the house. <laughs> no, I feel that it's really funny. Cause I never rationalized. I think this thing of like having one person and then this one person will introduce you to other people but I I feel this on a very personal level because sometimes it's like super hard to get into like a new environment and just like make friends and especially a new country new culture is just like another level yeah it's like where do you start you know like everybody probably already has friends here and then you're like how am I going to integrate into a new group of people not to mention like, where am I going to meet this new group of people? Because that's always challenging. You're like, I don't know where the cool people hang out. And if you get started at the wrong place, it makes it so much harder to get out of that. Like if you, okay, for example, in Macau, there's this like particular bar that so many people go to. And the people who go there are like not the greatest people, if I'm being honest. And, but if you don't know that, and you're new here, like that's, the place to go, quote unquote, if you're like asking the wrong people, you know what I mean? So if you start with that, like that's the train that you're going to go down and then you're going to end up having to like scoop yourself out of like a potentially negative situation and then bunny hop into like a better one. And then by that point, your confidence is all sorts of shaken up and you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. So this is why I'm always like, just find one person that you think is cool and then help have them introduce you to more cool people because that is honestly I feel like the most efficient way to set yourself up for success in a new country 
No, yeah, honestly, that's a great advice, like on a general basis, like if you're changing cities or like whatever, yeah. like moving to another job or whatever. What is the relationship between like people from China and Macau? Because I know that the relationship, at least like politically, is a little bit shaken, but how it is on yeah. a very social level? It's, yeah, definitely like politically tricky because. Like I said, we're technically a special administrative region, but I wouldn't say that we're different. I think that Macau very much follows mainland's lead. So that's why our COVID policies are so strict. For example, like Hong Kong is very westernized. So they do things a very different way. Whereas Macau is and very much wants to stay on the mainland's good side. So they follow the policies that are set by China and they follow their example in order to maintain that good relationship with them. Uh, in terms of like people, I don't think that like Macanese people or like people from Macau have anything against mainland people. I've never seen that be like an issue. I think the only time I ever really see issues is like between like Westerners like the Portuguese versus the Macanese versus like the foreigners who enter the country on a working visa. I think that's like an interesting dynamic um, just to watch play out. Like sometimes you have, like there are no issues. Sometimes there are issues. Sometimes it's just language barriers between like all three different people. But most of the time, I don't think that there's any serious like conflict in Macau. Okay. Something that I actually wanted to ask you, you speak English there, right? And is yes. it okay to only speak English there? Like, because you said that you had like a, a little issue with like the guy telling you to get out of the grass. Yeah, I mean, most of the time, yes, English you can get away with. Um, I speak a little bit of Mandarin, so I can get by if I need to, like if... Um, Sometimes, like if you go to a certain place, right? If you go to like a, a really hole in the wall restaurant, the likelihood that they're going to speak English is very low. So it's a good to have like a slight understanding of the language. I think that that's the case for really any city you go to. Any new city I travel to, I try to learn a little bit of the language before I go because I think people just treat you better when you speak their language. Um, but that, Yeah, I mean, English is good here. Like, you can use it. And I think um, Cant Chinese and Portuguese are the two national languages that you that are spoken in Macau. But English is totally fine. You can totally get away with it. Um, I don't use it in taxis. Taxis, like, are is a lot harder to use English. Uh, I guess it just depends. Like, in a working environment, English, yes, everybody speaks English. But if you're, like, going to a random restaurant, the waiter might not speak English. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that was something I was going to ask as well, like in a work environment. What is your favorite thing about living in Macau? Is it the safety? Because you already said the safety, but... <laughs> Honestly, like, I think the safety and the food are like my two favorite things about living in China. Um, I think I'm really grateful for the experience in general because it's taught me so much about the world. Um, America is an interesting place. You are taught from the beginning that America is the greatest country in the world. And then you spend time outside of America and you come to realize that that's not necessarily true. Like there are so many amazing countries out there and we don't do everything the best. And it's important to realize 
that there are so there's so much more that we can learn that can make us you know better humans so i'm really thankful for the experience that living abroad has has given me in terms of broadening my perspective um getting me out of my comfort zone not to mention that i adopted my cat while living in macau so that is a beautiful thing that came out of this experience i'm so grateful for him and i'm so happy that he's in my life so i don't know i think living abroad is something that i always recommend to people it's such an enlightening experience it makes you a better person it makes you more kind and compassionate and more thoughtful uh in general so i i'm super happy that i made that choice now that's amazing do you think that you would live abroad in another country or do you like my definitely yeah Definitely. I don't think that Macau is some place that you stay forever. Um if you like okay. maybe are interested in starting like a family, I think Macau is a great place because actually help is really normalized in Chinese culture, so everyone has like a a maid or like a nanny and it's at a very affordable price. So starting a family here uh to me makes like a lot of logical sense, but as a 25-year-old girl who's just like, you know, living her best life and just really getting started, I think that Macau is a great place to come for a couple of years to get some experience in terms of your career, uh to broaden your perspective, to get a new life experience. Uh but then it's time to go and do other things in other places. So I definitely think that I would move somewhere else. Um I would love to spend more time in Europe. I absolutely adore Europe. So I think that that's sort of like where I have my sights set next. Yeah, for sure. And is it hard to move to Macau like get a visa? Yeah, it's super hard. Um they're very it's great because Macau doesn't have a lot of homelessness because they're very intent on making sure that all of their locals are prioritized in terms of getting a job. So as a foreigner coming into the country, your company that's sponsoring your visa has to essentially prove that there are no locals that are capable of doing your job and that's why you have to be brought in from the outside. So that's a little bit challenging. but it's not impossible. Okay. So finally every week we give a recommendation of a book, TV show or movie. So what recommendation do you have for our listeners this week? So I'll give like a couple of recommendations. So if you are looking for a new book, obviously I think that I'm going to do like a little shout out to myself here. I think that you guys should check no, out my sure. book. It's called <laughs> what i gave you um you can get it on amazon it actually is a collection of poetry that touches a lot on my life here in macau um you know finding yourself finding your purpose first taste of independence heartbreak all that good stuff is wrapped up into like a neat little bow um in the perfect like afternoon read so it's a short book but there's a lot of emotions in there so you guys can get through it um in as much or as little time as you want so definitely go check out my book And then I actually just rewatched a movie the other night that I forgot how much I loved and I'm going to recommend it to everybody because it's like one of my top favorites. Um but it's called 10 Things I Hate About You. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Love it. But it's Love like it. a, oh it's it's such a good movie. It's I one of my favorites. It it's just like right? top tier. So good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it and I forgot how obsessed I was with it. So I watched it the other night and I think everybody else should go watch it again too. <laughs> That's amazing. So, where can people find you online? 
definitely check me out on Instagram. That's where all the good stuff happens on a consistent basis. Um, my Instagram handle is hi Maddie Kelly. And then um, also check out my YouTube channel. I do a living abroad series. So if you guys are curious about what life is like in Macau, if you're curious about what my life is like, um, you guys can go check it out and see what Macau is like through my perspective. Awesome. I'm going to link everything in the description so everyone can go check it out. But thank you so much for coming to the podcast. I love talking to you. And it was so interesting to get to know Macau because I feel like in no other context in life, I would have learned so much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. So that's it for today's episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for tuning in. And like I said, I'm going to leave all of Maddie's socials in the description as well as the link to her book on Amazon. It's available physical copy, but also for Kindle. So definitely check it out. But thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I hope to see you back here next week. Bye, everyone.